welcome to the Psychic Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Sanishin. And on this episode, we had Talon. Talon is the creator, uh, mastermind behind Newton's Dark Room, which is a podcast that is so damn crazy. It's it's hard for me to even explain, and uh, Talon does it much better than I ever could in the podcast, so I'll let him explain that to you. But man, it's so much more than just two people having a conversation, which is what my podcast is, and his is just insane. It's insane. He, he creates a whole world uh, and dives into your ears and man it's it's insane so um that was really cool talking to him he is an energetic inspired young kid that's just doing so much shit uh good shit not shit shit he he he's just creating things everywhere he goes and it's it's crazy to me because i wish i had that sort of drive but man looking at talon this dude's on another level like he he, I don't think we'll ever stop creating stuff. And it's, it's inspiring for me to see somebody like that and for him to be only 20 and just have so much like crazy ideas stored in his head. It, it's fucking awesome. So I'm, I was, I really enjoyed this conversation. It's, uh, about 2.48 on a Sunday afternoon. Um, yesterday I went on a fucking boat. I went on a boat and went around Newport uh, Harbor. I don't know what the fuck you would call that. But yeah, uh, I kind of fucked up because it was a three-hour boat ride, and I knew that, you know, and it was just like six other people on the boat. It wasn't like guided. There was just family. And I drank four, four or five beers um, in the first maybe hour, and... I didn't, you know, I didn't think about it, but I should have paced it because I had to pee so fucking badly, like an hour and 30 minutes in to the boat ride, and we weren't going to be back for another hour and a half anyway, so I had to hold it, and oh man, I've never had to hold my pee so, like, I thought I was going to pee my pants, I for sure thought I was going to pee my pants, and when I got back to the dock, I said, fuck everyone, and I just ran to the bathroom, and uh, man, it I did not run, I had to walk, but I had to pee so badly that it hurt to walk, like, I could feel my organs being pushed against, and it, it fucking stung, it, like, actually hurt, and if you're asking yourself why I didn't just jump in and pee in the water, uh, it would, we, there was, like, a, a huge deposit that we would have lost if somebody, like, saw, and I don't know, I just didn't want to do that to everybody, and it was my own fault anyway, shouldn't have drank all that so fast, I should have paced it like everybody else, and, uh, you know, just more of the bad decisions that I've been making in my life for your entertainment, um, no, but, man, that, that was an event, it was a cool day, though, there was a fire over there in Laguna Niguel, you don't need to know this. Why am I telling you this? I don't know. Anyway, I've got uh, a bunch of stuff that I need to do today as well, like uh, relax and not fill myself with alcohol. That's my Sunday goal usually, is, uh, hey, maybe take it easy one day out of seven. I think that's a good plan. That'll heal me up, right? I don't know, but it's it's what I've been doing so far. So I'm going to take it easy. I do have band practice and I'm actually getting a call right now. So uh, I'm going to let you guys go, and here's the podcast. Thanks. 
All right, so this is the uh, 47th episode of the Psychic Wave podcast, and I am with the creator of Newton's Dark Room. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Thalon? Talon. Talon. Yeah. Why do I always feel like there's an H in there? What's your, uh, what's your, ins- well, I could bleep that out if you don't want me. No, no that's fine. What's your uh, personal Instagram? I... Is there an H in that one? Uh, I think personal Instagram is the Talon. So, and I think that's what technically the, the zero an is an O. Yeah, 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 there's an H in there somewhere. So I'm just saving my own ass. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I first heard about you through Nani's podcast. Yeah. Uh, Nani of the band Bundy, Bundy podcast. And um, man, that was one of them where I was like, wait, wait, what the fuck is this? Yeah. What is? <laughs> it sounded cool. And I was trying to follow along. But I was like, man, there's so much going on here. So yeah. if you could explain what Newton's Dark Room is. Of course. Uh, Newton's Dark Room is a fictional artist collective. Uh, in reality, it's just me and the stuff that I make. But instead of having, you know, talent.com, I'm having a much more interesting framework. Uh, and basically that serves as a vehicle for all my creative stuff. So, uh, you know... Right now, it's a lot of focus on music, on podcasts. Uh, we're working on written stuff. We're probably going to do some music videos for some of the songs, and that's going to tie into the film stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of that is kind of under this vehicle. And then within this vehicle, there's kind of this fictional universe, you know? So it's along the same lines of, like, the gorillas or of, you know, even, like, steam-powered giraffe or even the Muppets, if you want to go that far, where it's kind of there's this art that they're producing, and it's good art and standalone art. But then mm-hmm. if you kind of look back at kind of this entity creating it, there's kind of a whole nother layer to it all right yeah i that's one of the things that really made me get it when i was listening to nani's podcast yes is where when you said it's kind of like gorillas if you will where there is this universe where everything yeah. kind of exists it's the gorillas if they made a production company essentially that's super so. funny yeah. yeah yeah i mean funny in a good way not not <laughs> funny in a stupid way it's timely too you know because they got that new album coming out so it's they do kind of yeah yeah they they announced that earlier man uh, coming out on the 29th of this month so oh wow yeah yeah that's they have two songs released and i've listened to one of them and it's good so yeah what do you think about the last album (laughs) i like demons i'm i'm very forgiving with people as they kind of move along and change i know a lot of people they like a band and then that band changes their sound and they hate it but i sure i love it i love hearing the inspirations i felt like humans while it might not feel like a traditional gorillas album while i feel like phase four wasn't as like story driven or that kind of right. thing as some of the past ones that's um, how i felt it was like yeah it, it definitely was gorillas and i like when bands or musicians change yeah I, I like that growth for sure i'm forgiving with that too but it just felt more of like a damon album damon albarn solo album yeah. with a bunch of other people than like it didn't feel like you know to me i couldn't imagine the gorillas the characters coming into this and like making the album because that's with all the other albums i can imagine the characters like yeah you know in their universe creating yeah it. i i almost feel kind of the opposite of that where i feel like well maybe not the opposite but i, I feel like they they did it felt very much you know because this is they came they made their third album it was crazy good they were out literally at the farthest place from civilization and then they right. kind of come back there you know they've always been rock stars they've always been you know very kind of showing up that lifestyle and this was mm-hmm. just kind of their musical style living up to it you know so the fact that Got it was it. this crazy party that the music videos are all going out there tearing it up you know yeah. while it might not have had the the narrative substance of some of their right. other phases i felt like it was 
it felt like a natural evolution character wise. Mm-hmm. And then coming into the now, now their next album out of that also feels really natural because now like Murdoch's in jail and 2d is like all in touch with like, you know, he's kind of like this changed person. Cause he kind of came out of this and he's all like almost like spiritual mystic oh, okay. kind of guy, you know, like he's the kind of really, I haven't seen yeah, it's good. There was it. a, I, there was an article I want to say it was like on like noisy or something like that mm-hmm. that where they interviewed each of the band members and it kind of gave you like That's kind funny. of the status and it was it was good so I'm I'm looking forward to it and I think it'll be a nice return to form for fans of the gorillas more in the long term. Yeah. So I did like humans. It just didn't stick with me the way the other ones yeah. did. Yeah. It felt like a good album that if that was someone's debut album, everyone would be losing their minds right. to how good it was. Yes. But when sure. placed in the context of not only past music, but past, you know Gorillas. Gorillas, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, then it's kind of like you know, the phase yeah. might have been lackluster for some, but I love it. Yeah, I mean, it was still really good, and it definitely wasn't like the type of music I was listening to at that time either. Yeah, like that always. So kinda, yeah. it, it makes me kind of biased, but yeah. that's the way it goes. So yeah. Newton's Dark Room yes, would yeah. be a universe, like it has its own universe yeah. in a way, and uh, it's basically a production company. Yeah, for music videos, uh, music in general. Yeah, some sort of overarching storyline um, have, have you had any of that yet well i think i uh, not yet it's something that i kind of have planned in the back of my head but mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit more episodic i think in nature because you have these different characters creating these different art kind of things you know mm-hmm. and that's the the podcast that we have up right now it's on the newton's dark room presents feed if you look that up i mm-hmm. uh, we have two episodes kind of introducing the two departments if you will that we have opened and it kind of delves into the backstory of the two people heading those departments so they're kind of standalone uh you know stories they're kind of like mythological or folklore kind of in feel yeah um and they kind of tell those things and then as we go along and more characters are introduced then we might start to see some things come in you know i plan on having you know, conflicts where people might leave or things kind of, you right. know, because I want this to be a dynamic and compelling story within the universe sure. as well. So That sounds super cool, yeah. man. And there's stuff that's that's hidden too. I, oh, <laughs> with, yeah? a, with a couple of the albums that I have coming out uh, at the end of the month, there's kind of like uh, beginnings of kind of something. So I have mm-hmm. kind of this secondary story that's written and then whenever people are kind of able to piece the pieces together, then there's going to be that puzzle that people can add to the, to the whole thing. So. Nice. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a super crazy idea, and it's. Yeah. It seems yeah. like a super taxing <laughs> one. I don't know if I'd have the energy, but I'm glad people like you do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. It's it's interesting because I'm I'm always wanting to to make stuff, right? I mean, I've been mm-hmm. making stuff for for the past couple of years. I've been in like, I mean, only three bands, but I'm also still young and that kind of thing. Right. But three yeah, bands, dude, you're really young. one of which recorded and and put out an EP. I you know I've done a, a podcast prior to this that had a writer of like six people. We mm-hmm. work with like 20 voice actors every episode kind of thing. Like, wow. they, yeah, produce an hour of content every month. It was crazy. Um, you know, so I, and I'm always inspired and <laughs> in, in wanting to, you like working. Yeah I, yeah. I like working. I like creating. I always have ideas. Yeah. Um, and one of the, the most sucky parts about creating is whenever you lose momentum, right? Where you have this thing and yeah, you get man. people and you put in all this work just to get people to listen to the first thing. And then yeah. it kind of disappears. So yeah. this, I kind of took, uh, the fall semester or this fall was like mostly me kind of you know, taking a break from creating because I was coming off the heels of that really demanding other podcast. Uh, right. Take a break from creating, kind of ease myself into it and kind of find out where I wanted to go next. And I just had so many ideas and then I kind of had this idea to kind of push them all together, you know, so now I have this one thing that people can go check out and that will be there for a long time so that right. I'm not losing momentum whenever I shift from music to podcasts. I, I think your thing is much more, uh, it seems to be more of a cohesive idea than mm-hmm. what... Uh, like then 
the reason why I started Psychic Wave. <laughs> but like Psychic Wave, I was doing art, and I would just call it Psychic Wave yeah. art. I was doing some songs and Psychic Wave, and then I like thought about it, and I was like, oh man, now that it it's not that it's somewhere huge right now, but it it has more of a solid yeah. uh, thing to me now. Yeah, and I'm like, oh shit, I don't think I'll I can ever kill Psychic Wave. Yeah, because it's a podcast, it's a band, yeah. it's art. It I'm just like, becomes so much of your work. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just the umbrella term for yeah. for all of my art. Exactly. Yeah. But um, so what was like the first uh, creative like venture that you ever did? Like, when did you realize you were into all this stuff? I have been doing performance and art and all that kind of stuff since i was like four or five years old uh wow. where you know, was this at the, i mean this is you know little talent standing on a church play kind of thing you Got know it. but i've just yeah, yeah. always been involved in community theater always you know one after another kind of thing it's just something mm -hmm. that i've been a part of my entire life um i think the decision to pursue it more professionally is like this is something i want to do came uh after high school i didn't think that i would go into the arts i thought i would go into like I don't know, like criminal. I don't know. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, but then I saw a flyer for the school. They were auditioning for a play. And I was like, no, I have to do this. Right. Uh, you know, so then I went into college, did a theater film double major. I, uh, you know, so to kind of cover my bases on that mm -hmm. side. Where was this at? Uh, Orange Coast College. Orange Coast yeah. College. And I just okay. graduated this with a psych and film or I have psych and theater. And then I have like two or three more classes for film. So I've kind of come back. I'm going to take it easy next year. But I. Uh, yeah, so I uh, so that's whenever I realized I kind of wanted to do this, and then I uh, I started my first band was in uh, junior year of high school. Mm -hmm. uh, a friend needed a bassist. I was interested in playing bass, but I never played before, so got it and jumped in kind of thing. And then I've been sure. doing music ever since then. And then uh, podcasts. I started listening senior year of high school, uh, and then I didn't start my own until just last year, and then that one's ended. And then now I have the Newton's Dark Room presents you know, thing going on. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also currently working on writing like two other podcasts, you know, like how it is. It's kind of yeah. casually working on them, but sure. one of them more serious than the other. Yeah. So. Ideas that are kind of making it to paper and yeah. getting, yeah. getting more fleshed out. Yeah. Right now, know. one of them is like being revised by an editor friend of mine. And then the other is still just working on the first draft. I'm like maybe a third of the way through that. Right. So, yeah. I, I'm, I probably have like four projects yeah. at going at a time. And yeah. then like one of them maybe makes it, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like all... one of them becomes something that I, I showcase. Yeah. 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 And then it's fun too. Cause there's, there's things I'll revisit. Right. Cause it's like, you kind of have that and you'll go looking for inspiration in your next project. And you'll find right. this thing that you're working on long ago. And you're like, Oh, maybe I can do something that you kind of yeah. bring it up and add to it again. So I kind of have my, my nice little graveyard of ideas that I'm sure will rise yeah. from the dead. Eventually. I do this thing where I, I keep uh, a notebook or a journal. Yeah. We'll call it a journal. And I write down everything. And I like draw yeah. little things. Yeah. And I come back to it. And sometimes I, I write on pages before and after. And then when it's all filled up, I start like writing new music again. Yeah. And then I like read my whole journal front to back. And That's I like cool. circle out things I liked. And then I also like cut out things that were super negative oh, no. that I should oh. not have said. <laughs> And it just, it's this like yeah. therapy thing for me oh, yeah. where it's like, oh, okay, I'm over this. I'm going to cut that nasty part that I wrote out and like, yeah. throw it away. Yeah. And then at the end, it's just all these positive ideas in a journal. That's awesome. And then it like makes its way to something. So yeah. I definitely understand like picking out from a, a graveyard, like some yeah. ideas. And, and, and it's all just about writing it down and writing yeah. it out. You know, because you never know. Like you'll wake up, you'll have a, a little bar, musical bar in mind. You'll just have this conceptual idea. I remember leaning over to to my friend in the middle of Avengers Infinity War because I saw something. I was like, 
oh no, like I had, so I just lean up like afterwards, just tell me this. And he's like, what? And I'm like, just tell me. It was just like one word kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. And then, uh, and of course, like the act of telling someone to remind you like normally is enough to make it stick for you. Mm-hmm. So then afterwards he was like this. And I was like, yes, thank you. And then, yeah. uh, and then I went home and then that, that's the thing that actually uh, is being edited by my friend right now. So that turned cool. into this idea that kind of like <laughs> rocketed forward rather quickly. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I usually like, it happens to me when I'm going to bed and it's more yeah. of a fuck. Yeah. Why don't I have any paper? Or I'm just so tired of that yeah. point. And I'm like, you know what? If it ends up being something, it ends up being something. Yeah. Well, but that's. I can't stress myself out before bed. I just don't sleep yeah. enough anyway. Yeah. I just don't but sleep. That's the sucky part. Because that's where that's where you get the most inspiration is right whenever you're going into sleep and right whenever you're coming out of sleep. Because yes, your brain dude. is like, I mean, your brain is literally in that place where it is. I mean, it's the same thing like whenever you're driving, you know, mm-hmm. where you're just doing something kind of autonomous and then mm-hmm. your brain just kind of wanders and then that's where you find the yeah. best stuff. So, you know, I have, I, I recently got a, a teenage engineering OP1 synth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that thing is super portable. It's just a powerhouse right. of stuff. And so I literally just have a bag hanging by my bed. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, if I'm ever feeling inspired right before I go to bed, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm staying up for another hour and I pull right. it out and I'll kind of plop stuff out. And is that the, the one that looks away. like a calculator? That's the one. No, those are the, those are their, uh, those, uh, uh, pocket operator ones. This oh, okay. is the, the one that's kind of like this white keyboard kind of thing, you know, with like the little LED screen. And oh, that okay. Kind of stuff, oh so. yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. Man. It's been, it's I've always wanted one been of those. incredible. Cause now, you know, like I'm a full-time college student, all this kind of stuff. I'm just always on the move. And then now I can just carry this around with me all day. Mm-hmm. And if I have a half an hour in between class, cause one got out early, I, mm-hmm. I you know, I, w- I would just go to the piano room, pull it out and do that. You know, so I planned like the drum beats. There's a song I'm, I'm writing and I was able to you know, figure out the drum beats for all the different parts just on this thing. And then now yeah. all I do is go home, put it into a computer and then figure out whether I want to use that or use MIDI or something to make right. the actual beats. So that's, yeah, it's, that sounds handy. It's very handy, very inspiring and a very cool tool to have. So I don't, I, man, I don't have anything that I can haul around like that, but that's such a, yeah. I mean, I guess I have my, I, I talk ideas into my phone, Yeah, yeah. but it's, you know, what I do here is the majority of what I do. So it's like music here at, at the office, all my music gears here, and then, yeah. you know, the podcast. But yeah. I have a few times been down the street at the Continental Room uh-huh. with friends, and they're like, man, we should do a podcast. And I'm like, let's go. Like, right. let's, let's <laughs> right go right now. now. Like, I'm down the street. Yeah. And I've done it once or twice, and it's the best thing to be able to just, like, have what you do yeah. just on hand. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not on hand, but down but the street is pretty accessible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's it's funny because both times I've had podcasts like that, like uh-huh. my friends go deep on like their personal traumas and stuff. And it's like, man, yeah. that was a good podcast. Do you want me to post that? And they're <laughs> like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's nice. late. It's after a show. You know, yeah, everyone's yeah. like all, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, can, I can make some good stuff. But it's, um, it's it's really fun doing this, but I've I've found that if I just knock them out like back to back the podcasts, yeah, that I feel less inspired and I don't have like the energy to talk to yeah. the people like at yeah. the full capacity that it would have if it was yeah. just people I find interesting like yourself. Yeah, you it's know, about just leaving breathing room and kind of processing and mm-hmm. recharging and all that kind of stuff. Do you have um, other siblings? Yeah, I have a I have a younger brother. I uh, he does. Uh, He's a great artist. He does, uh, he's kind of like the only other member of the collective, if you will, creatively, mm-hmm. at least at the moment. And he uh, does the artwork. So if you go to newtonsdarkroom.com slash green, uh, I think he has three uh, three watercolor paintings that are scenes per t- uh, depicting some of the songs that I did uh, at my debut show and that kind of thing. Cool. So. Man, I love stuff like that where it's like, 
you have a song and then there's like an image to go along with it or like yeah you know some kind of you know how like bands do like album visualizers? Have you yeah. ever seen that? Yeah, oh yeah. MGMT yeah. did one for their self-titled third album. Uh-huh. And I was like, I just watched the whole thing. And to watch this moving, I mean, it's it's basically a music video, but it like spans, you know, the whole album. Yeah. And to see something approved by the musicians like this to is, represent yeah. what the music yeah. kind of is, is so interesting to me. It's like a deeper look into yeah. just, you know, an already beautiful uh gift to the world you know yeah their music to me and it's like so i get this i get their music and now i get to see like another aspect of it. art yeah you know oh yeah physical another art. perspective yeah. kind of thing yeah or visual art instead yeah. of audible art yeah there. yeah so I, I i love that as well i did um I actually for that for the first show I printed out programs, mm-hmm. and so uh, <laughs> That's yeah, cool. cause, yeah, because I, I I organize my music, um, most of my music into into morsos, which are these short like literary pieces kind of thing. So mm-hmm. they're groups of like three or four songs that basically tell a story. So, um, you know, the the first morso, uh, which is the one that I have recorded, is coming out on June twenty second. Uh, is kind of about this fictional city where uh, all of like the artists and creatives and that kind of thing have to live on this island off the city and that's the only place that you can create stuff mm. and then there's kind of this band that's you know on the mainland that wants to get to this island because they can't play their stuff there you know right. so that's kind of that story that's and my fine. second one was like this sailor searching for his mom and kind of this like supernatural kind of thing you know mm-hmm. and so I have these kind of things <laughs> I want to hear that one. Oh yeah <laughs> it's good I'm excited for that um you know third one was like more I uh, you know, more realistic where somebody after a relationship and it literally just details the relationship ending and then the guy driving home, you Mm -hmm. know, and it kind of goes into some of those snapshots and, and they're just organized into these, there are spoken bits in between. And then I was able to give people the program with the song titles, a basic summary of the plot. And then, you know, the artwork just to be like, you know, look, yeah, (laughs) this is kind of give you the basic idea and that kind of thing to kind of follow along. Probably makes it easier for people to connect with it as well. Instead of just coming at it blank, they're like, you know, you know, it's like when you see a preview for a movie. Yeah. You're like, oh, so this is kind of what it's going to be about. Yeah, and, and especially with music. Like, my stuff isn't, you know, the music isn't complex narratively. You know, in fact, it's it's rather simple. It's, you know, guy problem solves a problem. You know, there's mm-hmm. no, like, return. There's no, you know, it's there's no real hero's journey or anything right. like that. It's just kind of these these basic little arcs. And so, you know, there's no spoilers knowing that. It's just, look, right. know it, then you can digest it. And then I don't have to start off the show being like, this is what this is about. Here's right. the first thing. You know, I can start off with, a song and then go and do a spoken bit part because it's about the music. It's not about me talking to right. people. What's the um man, what what does that remind me of? <laughs> the the gorilla song where it's just the guy talking. Oh, um, uh, yeah, the monkey's head one, right? Yeah, monkey's head yeah. one. Yeah. That one's fire coming out of a monkey's head, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh one of the guys that's coming by uh after this podcast to uh. play music he did he did that in high school he played guitar and his friend oh, that's just awesome. like you know talked the narrative part yeah. of it and yeah. then his friend got on the, the bass boom, boom, boom. <laughs> just like you that's know so cool it was super i mean i didn't see it but just hearing about it i was like man that's yeah that's amazing yeah and yeah. um i love i mean i don't know if that's more exactly what your stuff is like i got wh- i gotta see your stuff you know what i mean like actually yeah. i want to see it Perform. You guys yeah, have well performed it. Yeah, uh, we. I performed uh, the three more shows uh, on uh, back in February, and that was my debut show. That's the only time that I've performed it so far. Um, and then this Friday on June eighth, I'm playing at Rebel Bite, and I'm going to be playing that same set. Cool. Uh, and then on the twenty second, I'm hosting a uh, like a backyard concert down at my place with uh, 
three other bands and I'll be debuting one whole new more so, which is like, I think that one's going to be like four songs. Mm-hmm. One of them's kind of divided into, but is yeah. more so a classical term. Yeah. It's, it's like, like I think it's like French or something. Oh, okay. Um, I, I haven't seen it used in any like professional setting uh-huh. or like, like concrete classification, right? Like a symphony is like these movements and like this things right. and that kind of thing. Um, and that's part of the reason why I like it is because it's just this general thing for a short literary piece. And I found right. that and I was like, this is exactly it. This is the word I was like, cause I was like workshopping all these different words. Yeah. Like, what do I call these? My friend was helping. And then yeah. I found that and I was like, okay, this is perfect. Right. You're They're like, it's so. more than just a scene. It's, you, know, you want to call it something. Yeah. Something yeah, yeah. 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 And so it's cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. And then it kind of, I love that cause it contextualizes the music as well, you know, mm-hmm. and it kind of makes it where, you know, I'm a huge album listener. I love, you know, you start an album, you finish an Me album too. kind of thing. Um, and so it kind of forces people to do that a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's also not asking a lot of them because this isn't an hour of your time. This is, mm-hmm. you know, 15 minutes of your time. Sure. You know, much more digestible kind of thing. Well, y- y- Rebel Bite, and then you're going to do a backyard thing. You got yeah. to hit, hit me up for those. I yeah, go. for sure, for sure. And then... Um, and Rebel, then Rebel Bite's Long Beach, right? Yeah. Are you yeah. Long Beach native? I, my dad grew up in Lakewood, and okay. then I, I grew up in the mountains, so I grew up in Wrightwood for a while, and then my uh, family's up in Big Bear right now. Mm. Um, but then I moved back down to Lake... You know, back down uh, to Lakewood for... Uh, for school and that kind of thing. So right now I'm living with a friend of mine, but uh, you know, cool. my family kind of has ties down there and I've always had friends down in the area for various different reasons. Got it. So cool. Yeah. 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 So what's uh? you said you're like an album listener. Yeah. What's like one that is like the album for you right now to pimp a butterfly. 100%. Um, what is it? To pimp a butterfly by to Kendrick Lamar. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that is one of the most incredible albums that has been created. Like, you know, in recent past at all. You know, I think it's just so incredibly dense. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on, you know, narratively as well as, and it works so well as an album too, you know, cause I think that there's music that works well as singles or right. as this, or, you know, there's albums I can throw on and just shuffle, you know, like, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the band rainbow kitten surprise. Mm-mm. They, uh, their second album RKS is one of those albums. I feel like I can just throw on shuffle and be fine. Right. But then they're, third album the one that just came out that's one of those it's like okay you got to start at the beginning you got to end at the beginning because it it's a very cohesive kind of right. thing um so yeah to pimple butterfly is a great one uh, i think sleep well beast is another one of those that i just think is an incredible album and is really takes you on a journey i uh, mm-hmm. and then how to friend love free fall by rainbow kitten surprise that's the one that just came out and that's another really good kind of cohesive album nice um cool yeah i love albums so like that i mean i definitely get what you mean where it's like i feel like a lot of uh modern music is made to be singles more than yeah you know an album yeah. thing and when i find a piece of work that's just this amazing you know front to back album i think those are usually when they're my favorite bands yeah like radiohead's done that for me oh yeah mgmt yeah does that for me on well, i think especially more recently yeah because their first album was more of kind of like yeah they poppy, had like want to get it out there kind of stuff yeah they had Three songs that uh, the record label wanted them to put on. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but it's funny if you like listen to those songs and then you listen to like Weekend w- Warrior or, yeah. or sorry, Weekend Wars and, or like, you know, of Moons, Birds and Monsters. Yeah. It's like this psychedelic journey thing yeah. that's so unlike the pop yeah, stuff. Yeah, because I was watching a, like a little like just YouTube documentary on those guys uh-huh. and like the start where like they would just do these like crazy, I mean they were like let's make the poppiest stuff we can as like mm-hmm. a joke almost and everyone's like no this yeah. is good. Yeah. And then they kind of got trapped making that stuff yeah. but then in their second album they're like nope we're gonna make psychedelic kind of right. stuff. And then yeah. I haven't listened to Little Dark Age but from what I understand that's kind of a, a compromise between the two where it's like hey we're kind of like 
you know, making it a little bit more listenable sure. to commercial audiences, but that's, keeping the, the that's how it's been per- perceived. But uh, and uh, I've heard them talk about it, and they're like, "Well, we're just making what we're yeah. what we want to make." Yeah, but it definitely so is more like it is easier to digest. Yeah, I guess there people were, go on different things. Sometimes you right. want to make something that's like garbage. Like I was sitting in the garage the other day. I had two tape loops going, like mm-hmm. feeding into each other, and I just like yeah. had a melodic. It was garbage. It was like yeah. But it was stuff, great for you. But it was so much fun yeah. to make. So it's like, look, if you have fun making it, if you if you enjoy it, that's awesome. Right. You know, and then if you want to make something, it's like, okay, I also enjoy this stuff, but mm-hmm. this is meant to be listened to, then that's kind of, you know. Do you ever uh, listen to Ween? We no, I actually don't think I've even heard of them. You would <laughs> like Ween. They 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 put a bunch of art together and yeah. like they made they made a, a cowboy album or like a country album. And uh-huh. these are like basically MGMT's inspired by a lot of Ween stuff. Yeah. So yeah. they can be weird and yeah. silly. Ween. But then they made this country album and it sold tons of records. Like That's they're just awesome. they, they just That's picked really a cool. theme yeah. and they're like, not I don't even listen to country. And then they have this other song on another album called like you know, waving my dick in the wind. Yeah. And they just can do yeah. whatever they want. No, I think that's, that's such a big thing. I feel like now more than ever, especially with the internet and how much we're exposed to and just how much crazy stuff there is out there, is like people like all kinds of music. You know, right. you're no longer like the metal head. You're no longer the hip hop right. guy. You're no longer the indie rock guy. You know, it's like there's just so much where, and there's so much good music. It's like, look, enjoy it all, you know, and, and make it all because you're going to find something else that piques your interest and you're going to want to make something like that. And, you know, that's where you get those kind of musical style changes. And yeah, I go think for it. the internet has really brought a bunch of different styles of music yeah. together that sh- maybe in the past people were like, that shouldn't go together. And it's like, well, you know, somebody figured out that putting your French fries in an in and out shake was a good idea. Yeah. And so, you know. And that's, that's all music has ever been is, hey, you shouldn't do that. Okay, I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah. And then it's music history. Yeah, <laughs> music history, yeah. yeah. So, like, I went to... Um, see king gizzard and the lizard Wizards oh, nice. yeah the other day uh thursday at the palladium nice and i took my uncle and my friend mike from this band iris and my friend art mm-hmm. and my uncle is when he goes to concerts it's more like like heavy metal type yeah. stuff you know yeah and um man he had such a good time and he was looking around and there are a few things he pointed out and he was like there's a lot of metal in this music, but there's a lot of like folk in this music, a lot yeah. of Eastern sounds. Yeah. A lot, like a whole wide array. And then it, at the same time, he was like, but everybody's so nice here. Your crowd is so nice. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? And he goes, well, everybody's like sweaty and angry at the metal shows. I'm like, yeah, I guess. But, <laughs> and then he pointed out that like there were more girls. And I'm oh, like, really? you know, I think a lot of like, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards fans, it's pretty, like, uh, 50-50 yeah. with, like, types of people. Yeah, like, I mean, all, I mean, that's, like... But I think because of the internet, that's happening more. Yeah, and that's, like, the, I feel like the tagline of our generation is just, we don't care about lines anymore, you know? It's right. no longer, like, oh, well, like, guys like this music and girls like this music, or, like, even if you're not thinking it that way, just kind of that, like, societal stuff. There's just so much blending, so much people... Uh, you know, coming in and just enjoying the stuff th- mm-hmm. that they enjoy. It's like, right. if you enjoy it, awesome. You know, it could be crap music. It could be objectively bad music. But if right. you like it, then that is awesome and important yep. to you. And you do that. You yeah. know? And I feel like kind of as a society, we're getting to a point where that is more generally accepted. Right. 
And it's even like subconscious things. Like growing up, I never listened to any like female musicians. Yeah. I just didn't. Yeah. And now I'd say it's half of what I listen to is yeah. female musicians. And then most of my favorite are. Yeah. And maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. It, maybe it's because I didn't listen to so much of it growing up. And now I'm like finally like, oh, shit, here's this other voice that I didn't know existed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I also feel... Like, there's a perspective that I wasn't getting from male-fronted music. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I'm, I don't give a shit what kind of fucking genitals you have when you make music. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that matters. But I, th- I do think that there are some things specific to females that I just was not aware of. That yeah. Then listening through music, I'm yeah. like, oh shit, this is a completely new experience for me. It's, it's all just you know? about different perspectives. Right. You know, music is how people communicate, and that's why it's so important to listen to, you know, the people who grew up on the streets, the pe- you know, the trust fund babies, the right. people who, you know, men, women, people of all different kinds. You know, just get out there, listen to stuff, and you're just gonna be all the better for it. Right. I know a band that uh, they're basically trust fund babies. Yeah. But the thing is, they're out there playing shows every night. Yeah. And, like, yeah. you know, they could just be sitting on their asses and not doing anything. So, like, why give them shit just because they're trust fund babies? Like, they're making music. They're yeah. They're going out there and doing it. Yeah. They have thoughts and feelings, and they want to express it. And so they have a cushion behind them. Like, doesn't mean the music's not good. Yeah. You know, doesn't make it yeah. any better either, but I think it definitely gives a different perspective. Yeah. It's just there's... There's so many different ways. Yeah, I know. There's so many different ways that music can be created, digested, yeah. you know, performed, listened to. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It's good good environment. I I like it when um there's like a band out there that has such a wacky idea. Like um oh man, spare parts for broken hearts. We're talking about this band that they saw in Austin, Texas, and it was like some like bob's burger barn or something like that i have it's yeah. something like that but they like go up there and they like douse themselves in blue paint and then like the blue man no that's what <laughs> i said the blue man group and he brought it up and he's like oh yeah they do that too but like they do it on stage so yeah. they start like yeah you know without any paint and then do it and it's this performance art piece thing but the guys are actually really fucking good at playing their music yeah. too and i i love i mean because there's there's just so much i mean like because you see that on a on like the large scale, right? Like I I went to a Twenty One Pilots concert a couple years ago. That concert was insane. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. like they the guy literally had like this giant mouse ball kind of thing that he's rolling around on the mm-hmm. audience, like as he's like it's it's crazy. And that's like, you know, I mean, that was pop stuff that was in the mainstream. That was all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you have, uh, you know, I mean, like the i don't know like the elephant six recording company you know whenever they would go out and play shows in the 90s and mm-hmm. it's just this ragtab guy you know it's just you don't know what instruments they're gonna have they just kind of bring whatever they have and whoever's available and like play yeah. this music and then you're like oh this is also cool and you know you hear about like you know arcade fires early days where they'd be like okay we're going to serve apple juice at this show because that's the feeling that we want to go for and it's like mm. okay you do that that's awesome it's like you you create <laughs> the environment that you want yeah people to enjoy your kind of stuff in and there's yeah there's a lot of that and i have to like stop myself a lot of the times because i'm like you know initially when you you said the arcade fire thing the the apple juice thing i'm thinking that's dumb and then and and then the artist in me goes dude 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 let them do what they want like what (laughs) but you know my first reaction to a lot of things is like if it's a gimmick sort of thing i kind of like i I get held back by it but then and then immediately after i go all right dude who the fuck are you? Like, let them do their art. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? and it's just, 
you know, I mean, it does it does different things for different people. Right. You know, I mean, sometimes it's like you want something that's really high concept. You want people to paint themselves on stage. That sure. is what you came to pay <laughs> sure, for yeah, and to yeah. enjoy that. Yep. And then other times you want the nuance of it or the things that aren't as, you know, flashy like apple juice where, mm-hmm. you know, sure, it's like fucking apple juice. Yeah. But then you drink it and you like, you know, you feel like a kid again. It feels like, yeah. you know, it's it's homely, it's yeah. commutative. You know, they have like apple trees going around and all of a sudden these subtle little changes that they add mm-hmm. are suddenly creating this environment to, you know, digest this music kind of in a certain way without mm-hmm. being like this is what we're doing, check out this gimmick, look at this thing that right, we're doing, right. you know. And I think the way we experience anything like say you and you and I were going to go to a show later tonight, right? Like, depending on what we ate, what we drank, who we saw, yeah. what our eyes processed throughout the day, yeah. could definitely affect how we're going to process the show later tonight. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 100%. And y- so if you, like, you know, you have a show where everybody's wearing red, you have to wear red to get in. And, you know, it's like that experience is going to yeah. make your mind process things in a different yeah. way. That's how the brain works. Yeah. that's It's that's, just the way it goes. Yeah. That, that's one of the reasons why I printed out programs for, for my show is because I wanted people to be able to hold on to this and to feel like they're like going to a theater or an opera or something to get this mm-hmm. feeling that like there's more to this than just the music. This is something right. that you can it's sit and experience. watch and engage and yeah, exactly. And like there's a narrative to it and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Cause where did you just holding a paper? Where did you perform it at? Uh, Cafe Sevilla. Yeah. Cafe it was part Sevilla. of their uh, open mic program. Uh, so they, every Tuesday night they have an open mic and then they bring on one featured artist as well mm-hmm. uh, who plays like a 45 minute set. And so, you know, you're kind of bookended by open mic stuff, but then you get to go up there and perform you know, this awesome stuff. And it's really, really cool environment, really professional, awesome, awesome place. So I would definitely suggest that too. Cool. And where, where is that? Uh, down in downtown Long Beach. Downtown Long yeah. Beach. Okay. Man, there's so much cool stuff going on in Long Beach. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff going on down there. Um, Sarah from Spare Parts for Broken Hearts, uh-huh. she was talking about how she made the conscious de- decision to not play in Long Beach as much. Oh, really? Because she felt like it was trapping her in a way. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure it depends on the artist, you know what well, I mean? Yeah, how I, you feel about it. Yeah. But I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah, you know, if you only, because Long Beach is such a cool place and has so much going on. Yeah. It, it, it could be really easy to only want to play there. And you, you know can't, I mean? and it would be so easy to play there only there because mm-hmm. there's just so many different opportunities to play. But mm-hmm. You know, if you want to expand, if you want to grow as a band, if you want to expand your fan base and that kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know, you got to come up to Fourth Street and Vine. You got to come up to the Continental Room. You got to, you right. know, drive out to Inland Empire. You know, there's a lot of great stuff going on out there. Yeah. Big Bear. You know, there's crazy. there's there's scenes that are close by mm-hmm. that you're not losing anything from going out and playing them. So, you know, go out and play them if you can. You know, right. kind of get your fingers in different areas. Exactly. I, I still think that Long Beach is... Such an amazing area, yeah, though. It's, I agree. It's, it's, it's a breeding agree. ground for a lot of really cool art. Yeah. There doesn't seem to be much of a, uh, to me, much of a scene in the Fullerton area. But yeah. It, it might happen. Who knows? But, um, so... What do you have next for Newton's Darkroom? What's what's the thing that you're working on now? Yeah, because so, I feel like you're always going to be working on something. Always, yeah. <laughs> I I have I. Uh, so I have the, the live shows coming up soon, which are going to be kind of their own thing and going to be hopefully great. Um, mm-hmm. Then I have on June 22nd, uh, the first more so is being released. Okay. Uh, and so that's 
four songs. It's the one about like the city and the island and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Uh, and I'm going over to uh, to my mixer's house tonight. Chris Moore is actually doing the, the mixing for that. So we're going to kind of finalize the last song. Three of them already done. Last mm-hmm. one finishing up. You you explained Chris. You well, you mentioned Chris Moore to me. Earlier, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, but, but who is who is he? He is a he's a friend of mine. He's a he does audio work for a bunch of different things. Right now, he's working on a the Magus Elgar podcast, which just kind of released on Bandcamp. They're you know they're doing like a, I don't know exactly how long they're they're spacing, but you know they're sparsing out the episodes. So you can go pre order that and then get the rest of the stuff. Oh, nice. Uh, and that's like a really intense audio drama. Really cool. Really fun. Fun podcast. Uh, What's it called again? Magus Elgar. M a g u s e l g a r. I believe. Yeah, and you can oh, find them on yeah. Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Uh, right. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. And then I, uh, you know, he also does just different commercial work and uh, mm-hmm. and just kind of general audio stuff. So he's helping me out with that uh, right now. So that's releasing on the twenty second, and okay. then on the 29th, I have two sister EPs releasing, mm-hmm. um, and these are more, you know, more low key. This isn't. You know, Chris didn't mix them or anything. This is all just me kind of pretending like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, but I, I basically took the music from uh, the podcast episodes that we have up now mm-hmm. and uh, kind of structured them a little bit more, added some different layers, and then added vocals and that kind of thing. And that's being released. You know, so these two albums, uh, they're going under the name Lights Off Home Control, but they'll be kind of released on under the Newton's Darkroom banner. You can find all this music under the same place. Uh, and then that stuff. So I think that's like an additional like 10 or 12 songs divided up between two EPs, kind of mm-hmm. more chill, more experimental stuff too. So so you just have no free time because you seem to be doing so much <laughs> the, stuff. The thing is that this is my free time. You know, it's just like oh, you okay. have work, you have music, and then whenever I sit down and want to blow off steam, like this is what I'm doing. So, yeah. you know, and right now that's awesome. Like it's my honeymoon phase, you know, it's like I'm doing right. this in my free time. I can make that. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I had a, a friend was in town uh, and she does kind of like a coffee shop, uh, like, indie ukulele kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um and we recorded some stuff while she was in town and so over the summer and over the next couple of weeks i'm going to be uh you know adding some different stuff to that adding my own vocals and then that's going to be released uh coming off of uh you know sometime in the fall as another ep and then i i'm also gonna my goal is i go up i work at a summer camp Mm -hmm. uh, and my goal is to record a song a week while i'm up at the summer camp and to invite the other staff members and that kind of thing to come in and contribute because they play you know tuba trombone saxophone guitar bass drum you know so just kind of like Mm -hmm. get it make it a more collaborative thing and so hopefully that goes well as well uh and then on top of the podcast stuff like i said i'm writing one that i'm hoping to have released by the end of the year and then i have one more that's going to be a little bit more uh, production heavy that I'm working on writing right, right. now. And so when you we'll say see. you're writing a podcast, because yeah. you know, for, yeah. for me, and I think maybe a Most lot people. of other listeners, they're like, what do you mean writing a podcast? You're not just talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yours are going to be more, um, theme oriented with an actual storyline. Yeah. That, is so that what there's, gonna be? there's this whole other world of podcasting that gets overlooked a lot and not just by the general populace, but by, you know, professional organizations where they write their, their best of the year podcast thing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, you know, I mean, it's, it's fiction podcasts, it's audio dramas, sure. it's, you know, in the style that we've had since the conception of radio, just continuing forward. And right. they just tend to get the short end of the stick a lot. And it's still popular and it's still there. It's still, mm-hmm. you know, very financially, uh, you know, sustainable and that kind of thing. A big part of the podcasting. Why community. do you think it gets overlooked? Um, I mean, I would have to agree because I I don't see it as something people yeah, talk about very I, often. But why do you think that happens? I feel like uh, I feel like there's a couple different reasons. I feel like at its start, podcasting was this two people talking to each other, more right. conversational kind of thing. 
um, it also requires a lot more work, you know, like it, you're for sure. Yeah. You know, you're creating these things and you're releasing, you know, if you let's say you do 10 episodes at a half an hour each, you know, that's nothing compared to an hour twice a week kind of thing. You right. know? So whenever you're pumping out stuff like this, I mean, it's a similar thing that we see with YouTube right now, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, back in the day you used to see also kind of sketches, animated right. stuff, short films, and then now it's just let's plays, longer stuff, stuff taken from TV right. because that is much easier to make more of. And so I think that's part of it. Sure. Uh, and because there's so much of it out there and because of the start and that kind of thing, people don't know that there's kind of this whole other world. And again, it's also on the media because these things are there and they're very present and they're very mm-hmm. good. But a lot of, people who review podcasts aren't even addressing this stuff whenever they pull in more listeners than half the stuff they're reviewing kind of thing. That's you know? weird. So, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, we're in the wild west of podcasting right mm-hmm. now, you know, where stuff it's in the public's attention and people right. are more aware of it than they used to be. But, you know, I mean, even analytics can be crazy sometimes. You sure. know, where iTunes is like just now implementing <laughs> analytics and that kind of thing. Yeah. So th- there's a lot to be figured out and the kind of standardize. Uh, and sure. I think, kind of the audio dramas are a part of that but that's that's always been my love in podcasting from the get-go that's audio what i dramas. listen to and that's why i love i listen to my fair share of conversational stuff but i love sure. stuff that's much more produced you know even if it's non-fiction the stuff sure. that is curated the stuff that is you know has sound design that has mm-hmm. music to it uh, and audio dramas are a big part of that so my stuff has always fallen into that my last podcast was was very much that it was an hour of an anthology of stories kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, the you know newton's dark room presents is the same thing you know it's one guy sitting and talking but it is you know fully fleshed out stories it is all narrative stuff and the stuff that i have going forward is very much in that same vein where it's i am crafting stories this is radio drama right man that's so cool and uh, yeah it's even cooler to me because i i know what just doing this podcast which is pretty simple i mean i set it up here in what like 20 minutes you know yeah and we got going but to have anything that you're you've been describing i'm like i would i would be spending hours on like 10 minutes yeah and you do um i think like you know chris moore he spent like four hours on a single sound effect maybe even more you know because he was just adding yeah and that that thing is like crazy professional levels of like like they are creating a world and it's incredible Mm -hmm. um but you know making an audio a fiction podcast is much more attuned to making a film or a book or even music that's how i'm picturing it you you want to make this good. You want it to have purpose. You want it to be crafted. You right. know, you can sit down and talk with people just fine. But this is something that is, you know, much more polished, and mm-hmm. it's going to be shorter, and you're not going to be able to put it out as much and that kind right. of thing. But you know, it's going to be a standalone piece. more dense. Yeah, you know, exactly. Which it's going to be much more dense, which is really nice. Yeah, and I know from making music that, like, you know, if every section of the song is cohesive cohesive and it like goes together but then there's this like five second part that doesn't seem like it fits Uh you're going to be working for days maybe on making that five seconds sound like it goes with the rest of the song or deciding if you even need it and putting it somewhere else and i imagine that you know having something that is more uh sound dense with you know audio dramas yeah you you're probably listening to it all the way through what like 40 50 times i should i should (laughs) um well, I feel like because I, I feel like it's a little, you know, obviously there's comparisons to music, but I feel like it is a little bit different because music is much more feel oriented. It's much more, uh, you know, kind of 
abstract in its nature. Sure. Uh, and with this, I'm speaking words. I'm telling a story. You know, it's more like film or theater. You know, so there's kind of those. You, you can lead easier. Is that yeah, what exactly. And, and I think that crafting it is just a little bit different because you know where you want to go and you mm -hmm. have very concrete ways of getting there Got kind it. of thing. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of that stuff I feel happens more in the writing of it than it does in the production of it. Because mm. by the time you get to production, you've spent all this time writing it. You know where it needs to go. You know what feeling you want the music or the soundtrack or the sound design to have. Right. And especially whenever, you know, like my stuff right now is just me talking into Mike narrating, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need to worry about the the feel of the voice actors or this or that or folly kind of stuff because I'm not trying to put you in the universe. I'm trying to tell you a story. Right. Man. Yeah. There's so much to this. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I can see why you're extremely passionate about it because yeah. it's you know i i don't have much to compare it to with what i do but i know that if i'm writing a song and it doesn't like i'm just not feeling it it just drops and never becomes anything oh, i have so much of that too i have you do yeah, yeah. In, in fact the um i was writing this thing i wanted to write six uh episodes that were basically kind of modern folklore kind of stuff so i wanted to feel very uh you know folky very mythy kind of somebody telling the story with minimal dialogue but with dialogue there and that uh -huh. kind of thing and tying it into modern stuff you know so like power lines have like bees in them and that kind of thing because there was this farmer out on the edge of town who you know could grow the best flowers because he had the best bees and there was this <laughs> rich guy in town and wanted those so he stole the land but then the guy found out a way to get the bees to his thing and he made power <laughs> lines you know like that kind of thing yeah and i was writing it and i just I had some of them I really liked, some of them I didn't as like. I think I was like three or four episodes, and I think I was working on the fourth one. And I was just mm -hmm. like, man, this isn't clicking for some reason. Right. Um, and then I saw Avengers Affinity War, and that was the thing where I was like, that's what I'm missing. I need to take a step back. I need to, you know, keep that concept of kind of, you know, this. It ended up morphing more into like mytho myth mythology <laughs> than, yeah. uh, than folklore. Sure. Uh, but kind of keeping that vibe of taking these old ways of telling stories and these old ways of processing the world as we know it mm -hmm. and really bringing them into modern life with cities and televisions and screens and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, and so that was something that I had to rework. So I have these like three or four stories that are, you know, done. They haven't been edited, but they're mm -hmm. fully crafted sitting on my hard drive, you know, and who knows those yeah. may, you know, I, I'm sure eventually I'll rebring them or, you know, yeah. either do them as Workshop one shots. Them differently. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Repurpose them for kind of something else. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, but I have a graveyard. I have a couple other stories of things. That I was like, this is something I'm going to do. I'm going to write this. I'm going to do it. And then mm -hmm. I did it. And I was like, you know what? This isn't, this isn't a, a thing. Not yeah. yet. You know, <laughs> we'll revisit this. I have a lot of stuff like that, especially like I, I've tried to be a pseudo writer a yeah. few times, you know, and I, I have little short pieces that are really good. I think, but then I tried to write, you know, uh, you ever read uh, Naked Lunch by William Burroughs? No. Do you know who William Burroughs is? I recognize the name, but William I can't William Burroughs is just a crazy artist uh, around the, like, if Jack Kerouac did, like, more heroin and more, like, okay. acid or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. And he's just really strange. And I'm reading this book, and I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck is going on right now, but these yeah. words are strung together in such a beautiful yeah. way. Yeah. So then I created this story and it was like most things I do autobiographical in a way. Yeah. And uh, I'm are, creating yeah. these characters and then I'm like, but how do I express like what I'm trying to do here? Or like, how do I like, I wanted to make it schizophrenic in a way or like yeah. there's this other like voice in yeah. the head. And so then I was like, Oh, I'll just italicize a whole paragraph and that'll be like, I'm just going to make some kind of sick poetic, like, jargon that just yeah. like really goes yeah. off and i i looked back and i read it the other day and i was like this is so great what i realized was 
is that I lost interest about halfway through as I'm reading it. I'm like, I'm, I lost the passion somewhere along the way as I was writing and I was just trying to end it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That stuff happens is, all the time. All the to time. Me. And that's, it's, it is, at the end of the day, it's work. It's something that you have to work for. If you just go and you mm. make stuff while you're passionate about it, you're never going to make stuff. You know, there's days where you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to write, but, you know, if I want to meet this deadline or if I want it, this right. thing to even happen, I just have to sit down and kind of power through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I then, love stuff like that. Oh, yeah. When I have yeah. deadlines, I feel like I work harder. Yeah, 100%. Because that's pressure, like, really pushes the creative yeah. juices for me. My my first show that I played with Newton Stark Room, I scheduled that show whenever I did not have the music at yeah. all. Yeah. And, like, I was like, I you know, I mean, I think I had, like, the ba- I, th- I had, like, 15 minutes i ended up scrapping all of that but like three minutes of it you know because like yeah because like i was just working i was like i can have 45 minutes by february and so i called the guy and i was like hey do you have any shows around this time and he's like yeah sure and then i was just like okay i gotta do it you know like right now i it's been a while you know with finals and schools and all that kind of stuff i haven't been able to touch that set since uh you know since school got out last week uh you know but right now you know i have that show on friday and so it's like okay look, I've got to practice this because right. <laughs> if I want this to be good, like, yeah, you know, right now to. I'm rusty. You know, the the show on the 22nd is forcing me to write an entire new Morceau because I'm saying I am doing a new Morceau at that show. Right. So that needs to be done. So that, right. you know, and all of that just really helps to keep the adrenaline going, keep the creative yeah. juices flowing. Yeah, I need deadlines for sure if I'm going to get anything else done. And I, I want to touch back on what you said a little bit before yeah, about yeah. Um, where, like, in the morning and at night are, like, yes. the best times to yeah. write. And, dude, I cannot, like, I, that rings so true with me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, if the best times for me are in the morning, like yeah. if, and I love when I wake up early on a weekend or something and I That's get, and I just, I just start playing guitar Yeah, and then I'm just like playing guitar and you've got this like hazy dream state still, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And I, I'm not much into like, you know, what do, what would you even call that? I, like, um, spiritual mumbo jumbo stuff yeah spiritual mumbo jumbo. I, I don't know <laughs> what to call it but like there's a part of me that also feels like the the dream world is still stuck in my head a little bit oh and it is and it, I, it, it like makes it something that i would not have been able to do at noon yeah. after lunch and, and i mean that's that's you know spiritual mumbo jumbo it's science like, right whenever you're waking up your brain is literally still asleep for a while your brain is still in that alpha wave your brain is still in that oh, post dream, still waking up, you yeah. know. So that's why it is scientifically the mm-hmm. best time to write because you are physically in the best position. I had to no write. idea. I didn't know yeah. how to calculate what what that was or what that state yeah, was. Yeah, it's but. like it's it's going to bed, waking up. That is hmm. scientifically the, the best time to write because of it makes what sense. your brain is doing. It feels like it for yeah. sure because you are you're still in a dream. The, yeah. When I was at my old apartment, one of my favorite things to do was to wake up early and I would. Uh, do what I would call poor man speedball. Yeah. Do you know what a speedball is? I uh, I feel like I should, but I don't. <laughs> it, it's 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 horrible. It's right, horrible. Yeah. It's uh um coke and heroin. So okay. it's like something that brings you up and something that brings you down. Yeah, yeah. At the same time. Yeah. So I would I'd wake up early in the morning. I'd get my guitar out and like piece, a notebook, and yeah. I would smoke a joint and have coffee. And it's <laughs> like the you know it's it's, it's a, the poor man speedball. Poor man yeah. speedball. But I swear it was like my mind would just go. And most yeah. of the stuff that came out was so soul satisfying for me. Yeah. Might not have been good to anybody else, but no, holy I, shit, I was that, that like great for me? Yeah, that's that's how I feel about the the two sister albums that I have coming out on the 29th. Mm-hmm. Is I don't know if other people are gonna like that as much. I don't. I didn't spend as much time crafting it as I did the more so. Mm-hmm. But it was just me making stuff. I mean, I literally recorded the vocals 
on the built-in speaker on my laptop, you know, because I want that. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're all processed and that cool. kind of thing to give some really cool I love effects. stuff like that. Yeah, but it's like, look, I am, I am making this for me. You know, it's like, this is stuff Good. that I want to yeah. have fun doing. And sure. I'm going to put it out there because I have the resources and if other people like it, that's awesome. And I want to create this rich world whenever people look at it, they go, whoa, look at all this stuff that he's done kind of thing. Right. But, um, and I want people to be able to delve into that, but I'm not making this for other people, you yeah. know? And, and I, this is probably really terrible to say, but I like enjoy listening to my own music, especially oh, that yeah. stuff since it's so far removed, you know, since the vocals are all messed up and that kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. I'll find myself just listening to it. I'm like, man, I'm just really enjoying this. Yeah. And I hope other people do too. <laughs> I I totally understand that feeling. I don't think it's I think it's a pride in in yeah. in your art and you know to actually get something out that was in your head yeah. is like the most satisfying itch to scratch. Yeah. And yeah. You know, it seems vain to people that like don't like make music. They're like, "What the fuck are you doing? Listening to your own music?" But it's but so encouraging because you're like, "Okay, at least there's one person out there who likes that music." Right. And it's like, and it's the person that you should care about the most. Exactly. If I'm making yourself. stuff that I like, then that's awesome because yeah. like, who? That's my good, thing. Good, I have to stop me. myself when I find myself writing a song for someone. Like I'm writing what I think they want to hear. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm writing about this person. I don't want. I'm not trying to explain it to them. I'm trying to explain it to myself, and it's about them. It's yeah. It's weird. And that's how you get the most nuanced stuff. That's how you get the, you know, right. The more soulful kind of stuff. The reason why people listen to music. Right. <laughs> you know, they, you don't listen to a song because you're like, I want this guy to explain his problem to me. It's like you find the artists that have your voice are the ones that you understand, right. and then they explain things to themselves, and you're there yeah. listening. That's one of the n- number one reasons why I love MGMT. Yeah. Because it's like they come out with a new album every three, four years. Yeah. And they don't do anything for that whole time. I mean, they're just living their lives. Yeah. And then when that album comes out, I'm listening to it, I'm like, why is this exactly where I'm at in my life right now? Yeah. Like, why does this out? What the fuck, dude? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. are they watching me? It's some kind of, <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of glitches that happen in my life, and I'm like, this is this is suspicious. Why is this album so good for me right now? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, there's a there's a lot of good stuff. <laughs> so remind me of the dates again. Yeah, uh, June eighth. Uh, we go on at eight forty five, and I think there's someone before. Uh, oh man, that is this fr- this Friday. Friday. Wow. Yeah, yeah, a week from. Two days ago. Uh, so yeah, yeah. June 8th uh, at Rebel Bite, and then uh, June 22nd uh, at my place. So you can DM me for info cool. on that. Uh, if you follow Newton's Dark Room on Instagram and then uh, you know direct message me on there, you can email uh, curator at newtonsdarkroom.com. You know, mm-hmm. just get in touch and we can kind of see. Because I also just want to, you know, I'm buying food for everyone. It's kind of... Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm charging like you five wonderful bucks. wonderful host, but, you. you. Know, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like drawing yeah. the line between, it's like, I want to feed people, but I'm also poor. So just kind of yeah. chip in five bucks and then that'll cool. go to some of the other artists as well and that kind of thing to just kind of try to make this a, a good professional time and that kind of thing. So That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, you are only 20. Only 20. Man, yeah. you you have a really awesome drive. Yeah, that's the that's all I got. That's all you <laughs> I got. I don't know what I'm doing, but if I make stuff, if I put it out there, learn along the way. Yeah, that's that's half that's the battle. That's the best way to learn. Yeah, because the, the doing people, it. the people who know things, I don't know anything about music theory. I do not know. I am same such way. a bad musician. Mm-hmm. Like me too. <laughs> I can barely play and sing at the same time. Like if it's four sure. on the floor, I can do it. But otherwise, like yeah. I'm, I'm practicing, I'm working on it. But right. like I don't know chords. I don't know anything. But I have these tools, and I'm making it. And I could sit there and judge myself for like, well, you know, I made this with a with a loop station, and so mm-hmm. it gets a little bit repetitive or this. Or I could just try to solve that, or try to just put it out there because so many people who know what they're doing 
get caught up on just distributing or recording right. or making it perfect that they never get anywhere. So make mm-hmm. it, put it out there. I'm sure I'll get to a point in my life where I know where I'm doing more or where right. I want to sit down and make a full length album that is much more nuanced or much more constructed. You know, there might be a period where I don't release anything for a year and then put out something really good. Right. But that's not where I'm at right now. Right. It's like, I want to make stuff. I want to get it out there and I want to learn along the way. Yeah. Cause I don't know anything. It's, right it's crazy that the brain just picks up things and you like, you're learning things even when you don't think you are. Yeah. You know, like me and yeah. my brother, we were, we were talking about the, um, stranger things intro. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, yeah, it's cool. I understand that it's like 80s, you know, synths. So and it's, it's so good. good. It's really good. And he was like, yeah, I just, you know, somebody redid it with like modern synths. And he's like, it's so huge. And I'm like, yeah, but they're going with the theme of, you know, it's the 80s. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a feel to everything. There's right. something that you can't latch on to. And that's why people record on, you know, cassettes. That's why uh, What's-His-Face shoots on actual film, you know, mm-hmm. because even if it gets processed digitally and the finished – you know, thing is feels yeah. like it might be digital. Even just in the process of holding something different, you are going to shoot a different film than if you exactly. have a digital. Exactly. Exactly. I have a bunch of different cameras, and they're all for that same reason. Yeah. Each one gives me some something different. Yeah. But so my brother and I, we we were talking about the Stranger Things intro, and I had a, an acoustic guitar, and I was just kind of like, just yeah. playing as we were talking, you know, just, and then like a minute went by, and then I'm just saying something to him, and then I realize I'm playing the intro. Oh, nice. And I'd never played that before. Yeah. And my brother looks at me and he's like, and I was like, dude, I just had my fingers there. It just like happened. Yeah. And then I kind of like workshopped and I figured out where it was. But that kind of stuff, your brain is learning even when you don't fucking think it is. Like when you're just like, yeah. what you surround yourself with is gonna affect your art. Yeah. And it's gonna like, absorb and yeah, yeah, it's it's all crazy. And that's, I mean, that's why I love having just so many different tools at your disposal. Um, cause you're just, you're going to write different stuff with different tools. You know, it's like if I'm sitting in my bed at night with an OP one, like that's going to give me a much different song than me standing in my garage with a bass on my keyboard, which it is, is. Give me a different song than working on Ableton, you yeah. know, and it's just kind of like Dude, using those depending on which room I'm in here yeah. with my guitar, yeah. I, I'll write it like a different way. And I know the 100%. feeling that each room gives and the people that you're with and the, mm-hmm. the, stuff you've been listening to, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, and it's really fun to cultivate that, you know, it's yeah. one thing to like live your life and then write music. It's another thing to be like, okay, I am writing something that reminds me of this music, but I'm not going to listen to that music at all. Right. I'm going to only listen to this stuff and we're going to see what kind of comes out and it's I'm going to write it in this room. That's, I mean, that's, I have this project. I have this project that I really want to do and I don't know when it's going to happen. I have to get more familiar with like my, with specifically the OP one to do this, but Mm -hmm. I want to write an album that I only record, write and everything in the public bathrooms. So you (laughs) find a public bathroom, you find somewhere that, you know, cause like I, I'm like an extroverted introvert, you know, like I really recharge on my own, but I, I'm very personable and I love going out and doing things. Yeah. But I always find myself like slinking away to the bathroom for like five, 10 minutes just to kind of recharge and kind of be like, okay, look yeah. at how quiet it is in here. And there's so many different reasons why I do that, that I, I just started writing it down anytime I was in like the bathroom for a non bathroom reason, just being mm-hmm. like, okay, this is why I'm here. This is what I'm feeling. Yeah. And then I just want to go in and kind of like try to create that in a space. And so that's a, yeah, so cool it's, idea, it's like man. it's setting up the cultivation. I mean, LCD Sound System, they made their first album in, you know, a studio. And he was like, this sounds too woody. And for mm-hmm. his next album, he covered his entire studio in tinfoil. And he made The Sound of Silver. And, like, it yeah. feels so much different because 
like everything you put into your body mm-hmm. musically, visually, everything is going to come out in one way. And whenever you can kind of use that as its own tool and its own instrument to kind of like yeah. shape the sound, you get some really cool stuff. That stuff, you know, from the outside point of view seems so silly, but it really does affect the music, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like MGMT, my favorite album that they ever wrote, Congratulations. Yeah. The, it's, you know, they got, is either Big Sur or Malibu, I forget where, yeah. but you know, they were like, around ocean and trees you know yeah you know i think it was big sir but they went out there for three months recorded it and all they did was you know be in nature live with the band drink shroom tea and like surf and go hiking yeah and the album has this like flowing just crazy and and it totally makes a difference yeah and that's what i love about that stuff too is because you like for example, let's let's look at like vinyl records, right? Mm-hmm. That idea of listening to it is warmer on vinyl. That has been scientifically debunked. You know, right. it's like yes. it doesn't matter. Yeah. But even I, just the so funny. process of putting a record on the thing and watching it spin and knowing that you're holding something concrete adds something different to the music. That's even, what it is. Yeah. Even if you record out in the wilderness and all this kind of stuff, or or uh, you know, if you record on analog tapes, by the time that gets processed, especially in like mainstream oh, yeah. stuff. Nobody is going to be able to tell the difference. Nobody. But even if they know that you recorded on analog tape, right. then they're going to listen to it differently than they would Correct. normally. You know, so it's like that process and and even the way that you push stuff. I I love music, but I'm not a big musical guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and even my audio professor this last last semester was talking about how music is is not a tangible thing. You right. know, it's vibrations in the air. What we sell is all the packaging around it, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I love. I love the recording of it, the process of recording, the mm-hmm. process of saying this is the album cover, the process sure. of saying this is how I'm distributing it, this is our, you know, band name, this is the lyric sheet, like all right. of that stuff is going to add to it. And so for me, like that's just as much of music. You know, some people right. are like they're only about the music and they're music peers and they make right. their stuff and they record and they put it out. And then some people are like rock star image dudes right. who love that image kind of stuff. And that's always been my thing is I love everything around the music and the music sure. is good too and it should be good but yeah. there's so much more that you can do to it to a, to actually affect people's listenings that people take for granted a lot I, of the time i totally think about that all the time and i i wonder you know would i like mgmt as much if i never yeah. saw pictures of them if i never saw an album cover that they approved if i never knew the story about them exactly. doing shrooms and big yeah. Star or whatever would i like them as much and the honest answer is probably no yeah, there's something visually yeah. that connects me with them. There's something about their stories that connects me with them, and you know it's kind of a bummer. You know, I would like to be just like, oh, this music's great, which it is. Yeah, but even just knowing what they named the song changes how I like of Moons, Birds, and Monsters. Yeah, that I don't know why that title is so fucking cool to me, but it makes the song better for me, yeah. even subconsciously. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it, it's. It's weird in a way. The brain's really funny, but I also really enjoy it. Yeah. I like, really enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's so important. It puts a certain image in your mind, and then you listen to it, and you're picturing yeah. that image, and it just... So I got to ask you. Park. Yes. What's up with the Nerf guns in your car? Oh. <laughs> um, my college, uh, with my my theater group, we were all in, uh, I think this was Animal Farm. We were doing Animal Farm, mm-hmm. and we scheduled a, uh, a game of Assassins. Uh-huh. Um, so everyone bought Nerf guns and hunted people down. I waited for like three hours outside of this guy's house in the middle of the night, and oh then my like, God. he got home, and I came out and like hit him with a Nerf gun. 
It's uh, hilarious. Crazy stuff. Yeah, it was pretty. I got involved in a car chase where somebody. So I, <laughs> I two got people, involved in a car chase. <laughs> two people oh were following God. me as I exited the school because the school is a safe ground, right? Yeah. So I'm getting in my car. Two people get into the car, and I knew they were messing with me because I had intel. I knew who was who was my assassin. Mm-hmm. And these people are following me, and I'm like, why are they following me? Did I get wrong intel? Did they try? What's going on? Yeah. And so um, this is uh, over in uh, Costa Mesa. So uh, the the canes by the 45. Mm-hmm. You can like pull in, and then it has this place to pull out if like you change your mind or something um, but it's kind of like <laughs> so behind stupid. this like uh like a uh, power kind of container kind of thing mm. so i was like joking like yeah i'm gonna go get some canes and so i hop in the car and they're following me and i'm trying to lose them and then i pull into the canes i go into the to the drive-thru they park and then i just pull out of this side thing they can't see me because of the thing ah. and then i drive off and i needed gas but i like went down the freeway a little bit and then pulled off and got gas yeah. Yeah, that uh, sounds then, so fun. Yeah, and then I found out like a year later that the person who was my assassin was in the car and she was just lying face down, like ah. in the back seat kind of thing. So, uh, but that's why I have Nerf guns in my car uh, to a, this day. That's so. hilarious, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're almost at an hour, or I think we might have passed it, but that's okay. that's how it goes. It goes yeah. quick, man. Oh yeah, yeah. And it flies um, by. before we sign off here, uh, give us one musician people should be listening to. Okay. Um, if they, if you were to meet somebody and they were like, who should I listen to? Okay. I definitely have some, I think I mentioned them earlier. Uh, you know, like rainbow kitten surprise is a great indie band, but I'm not choosing them. I'm just okay. going to give them another shout out for a reminder. Yeah. The band that I'm going to pick is a, a small band up in Seattle, local band kind of thing. Um, they're named scarves. Uh, and they have two albums, which you can find on like Spotify, Bandcamp, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and one of theirs, Empty Houses, is one of my all-time favorite albums. Uh, it's very indie rocky. The guy has a crazy good voice, and they do a lot of interesting things musically while keeping it simple. And they are a great thematic band that kind of tells the story of, you know, two people growing up in a small town kind of thing and just kind of mm-hmm. the shenanigans you get into crazy good stuff check out scarves if you scarves. haven't seen them scarves cool. with a v like the plural yeah yeah but i just want to make sure <laughs> make sure because <laughs> yeah, yeah grammar is weird grammar uh, is weird yeah so definitely check them out there there's some make some really good stuff cool yeah, yeah. well thanks for coming on dude and um uh yeah of course and i can't wait to i'm gonna try to go see your thing on friday Perfect. i'm gonna try Sounds to do that good. rebel bike rebel bike at 845 845 cool. yeah. well thanks again of course thanks for having me yeah that's about it for the 47th episode of the psychic wave podcast thanks again to talon of newton's darkroom for coming on and sharing your uh creative juices with me and spilling your guts a little bit it was great man i had a really good time and you you really do inspire me and you made me think about a lot of things that i uh, should be incorporating into my music and art that maybe i wasn't before so yeah thank you man you you're doing something great don't don't stop and uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at the Psychic Wave. And if you want to follow my personal account, it's at Andrew Sanishin. And Sanishin is spelled S-A-N-Y-S-H-Y-N. Other than that, what am I doing? I don't know. I'm about to do that band practice that I was telling you about at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, and I'm going to drink a bunch of water and I'm going to take care of myself a little bit better. Uh, because I have not been making the best decisions And I'm wondering what this podcast is going to be like uh, when I get to episode 100. And who knows? Maybe this is the the beginnings of my downfall. And it's going to just spiral 
to a horrible, horrible place. Maybe that's uh, that's what episode 100 will be. Hello, welcome to my rock bottom. Hopefully not, though. Hopefully I start taking care of myself, and it becomes, hello, welcome to the new and improved Drew. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast, and I'll see you on the next one, which is actually tomorrow, and I have Nani from Bundy, and I'm going to be talking to him about his podcast and how that first month went. I'm super excited for that. haven't seen my friend in a while, and uh, I miss him. So check you then.